12 here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 10 FanDuel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared, quarterback, what are you playing for cash? I'm going to trust our projections and just go with Josh Allen, who comes in as the top dollars per point value at quarterback, $8,700, obviously coming off a total dud last week against Jacksonville. I know that, that was his first game all season with fewer than 17 Fando points. He had 21 plus Fando points in each of his previous five games. Um, I think he bounces back here against the Jets. Uh, Josh Allen gets tight end Dawson Knox back. He's going to get uh, right tackle Spencer Brown back. I, I thought the pass protection was the biggest issue in that game against Jacksonville. Allen was just under constant pressure. Getting Brown back should help. I think the Jets pass rush probably even worse than Jacksonville's. Um, I, I, I just think the Bills offense bounces back. I'll, I'll play Allen and cash. Yeah, I was going to say playing the Jets also helps with that issue. So the, not not too big a threat there. Um, I, I'm not arguing against playing Josh Allen. I think I'll probably lean more toward Tom Brady at 8300 bucks, just cheaper than Josh Allen. So that gives me some salary savings to spend elsewhere. Uh, facing the top scoring matchup for quarterbacks by our adjusted fantasy points allowed in Washington. Of course, I mentioned Washington is better in run defense. Not scary in run defense, but better. So maybe that pushes things toward the passing side a little bit. And I'm not too worried about Chris Godwin, even if he misses this game, uh, draining Tom Brady's value. I think there's enough left for Tom Brady to score, especially for a cash lineup. I think he's got a higher floor than Dak Prescott. I'm not worried about Dak coming off last week's game, but you know, there's a chance that they keep the volume down. And I guess there is at least a chance that he has another Rocky game like he did last week. So I, I think there's more of a chance that Dak Prescott doesn't get where I want him to than Tom Brady does. I do think Justin Herbert, is also in play here, $300 cheaper than Tom Brady. I wonder whether Keenan Allen's knee issue is a potential drag. I mean, it's at least a risk factor that we're introducing here. Yeah, we haven't heard much about Keenan. You know, he got in two limited practices this week, and he's listed as questionable. Um, the fact that we haven't heard anything makes me think it's probably just nothing and he'll be fine, but um, we'll see about that. But I, I'm sticking with these higher-priced quarterbacks in tournaments. I like Dak Prescott. I like Tom Brady. Love Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll run down the Vikings injuries again. I talked about him on the DraftKings show, but Patrick Peterson is on IR. They're going to be uh, – well, they're, they're, they're without uh, Daniel Hunter for the season now. Linebacker Anthony Barr is out of this game. A defensive tackle Michael Pierce is out of this game. Cornerback Brashad Breeland is questionable. Harrison Smith is out on the COVID list. Um, so just a ton of injuries on this Vikings defense. That was just sort of mediocre to begin with. So I, I expect Herbert to take advantage and have a big game. Even my boy Kenny Willickis is on the COVID list now. He tested positive. So, yeah, lots of guys missing and defenders missing on the Chargers side as well. Nasir Adderley might be out. He's questionable. He's heading for a game-time decision. Joey Bosa's questionable. They say he'll play, but he's probably going to be somewhere short of 100%. And also some changes at linebacker. Drew Tranquil is out. He's on the COVID list. Kenneth Murray is back from IR. Um, his playing time was down before he went on IR because he had been disappointing. So, I mean, overall – it's weakened defenses against offenses that have guys capable of exploiting even 
fully healthy defenses on both sides. So we've seen the line climb in this game. It's now the second highest over under for the week, 53 and a half points. So I, I think this game's just intriguing all around. I think both quarterbacks are in play. Justin Herbert would be my first choice, but Kirk Cousins is going to be a lot lower owned than uh, Justin Herbert here. Dalvin Cook obviously is exciting on the other side of a Justin Herbert lineup. Uh, there's wide receivers from both sides, you know, runbacks. There are even tight ends to consider from both teams here. So there's a lot to play with. And I think that if we are playing Justin Herbert, I, I like Mike Williams as the primary wide receiver to stack with him. He's slightly cheaper than Keenan Allen projected for about one third of the ownership. And like I mentioned, the knee issue, even if Keenan Allen plays, even if he plays all the way through the game, there's at least the question that maybe he hits it wrong at some point has to come out early is limited, whatever. It's some risk. And I do think that it's also in play to put both of those wideouts into the game with Justin Herbert. Definitely. And I think Jared Cook and Austin Eckler are always stacking options with Herbert as well. On to running back here, Jared. What do you like for cash? Yeah, so I'm going to play two cheap running backs on FanDuel here. You know, Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram both, you know, getting vaulted into starting spots this week with Nick Chubb on the COVID list. And Demetri Felton and John Kelly are out of this game too. So it's Dearness Johnson and Brian Hill, who was just signed earlier this week. Those are the Browns' only available running backs. For this game. So you could see Dearness Johnson get every single running back touch for the Browns on Sunday. You know, he looked good in that spot start against the Broncos, running behind one of the best lines in the game. And then Mark Ingram starting in place with Alvin Kamara, who has been ruled out. It's 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 Dwayne Washington behind him. Um, Ty Montgomery is questionable for the Saints. He's been playing mostly wide receiver anyways this season. So Ingram should get 15 to 20 touches in this game. It's a pretty good matchup against Tennessee. And Trevor Simeon targeted running backs on 29% of his passes last week. That was with Kamara in the game, obviously, so I'm not expecting it to be that high. But, you know, he, he he was checking it down quite a bit. So I think Ingram could be busy in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, he also threw five targets to Mike Ingram, or Mike Ingram, to Mark Ingram in that game. That's how much I respect him, apparently. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's tough not to like Mark Ingram. Usually when a starter goes down, we're like, well, we expect this guy to get the touches, but we'll see how it goes. In these two cases, how can it not go heavily to Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram? That's what makes them so attractive is they're going to get the ball, you know, at least as good a bet as anybody else in the situations could be. Brian Hill, does he just like materialize when a team runs out of running backs? Because I don't have any idea where he was before this ever since uh, Tennessee this summer where he got hurt and disappeared. I think it was that. I think it was Tennessee. Then he was unemployed for a bit and now he's back. Yeah, there you go. You run out of running backs and you just like – you're like, what are we going to do? And then all of a sudden there's a knock from Brian Hill on the door and he, he, he's got light shining from behind him. I think the big difference here in playing those two cheap running backs is that Najee Harris was right with Dalvin Cook and Price on DraftKings. He's up at 9400 on FanDuel. So still in play, but he's $900 more than Dalvin Cook. And you just have to wonder whether it's worth it to get all the way up to Najee Harris there. Yeah, to me, the third running back spot is between Cook, you know, who gets this matchup against the Chargers that you know we've been attacking all season, and then James Conner, who has seven thousand dollars here on FanDuel, um, with twenty-one carries and five targets last week after Chase Edmonds exited on his very first touch of that game. I don't know if you're banking on another twenty-six opportunities for Conner, but I do think you know he's a good bet for twenty of them with you know Edom Benjamin as the guy behind him now. Gets a gets a decent matchup here too. Carolina nineteenth in football outsiders run defense DVOA. So, you know, $7,000. I think Connor is going to be more than that as we, you know, continue to, to get games with uh, Chase Edmonds out. 
Yeah, and certainly an offense that's either going to have a an ailing Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy is only going to be further motivated to give James Conner the ball. So yeah, easy to like him this week. For that Dalvin Cook matchup, the Chargers have allowed the fourth most half PPR points to running backs on the season, so a great spot for him. GPP, I do think James Conner, Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram are all still in play. You know, it becomes a little bit less attractive because of the high ownership rates, but if a guy hits, he hits, no matter if you know, 35% of the field has him or 10% has him. So I'm not going to fade any of those guys, but I will also throw in DeAndre Swift on this side at 7,300 bucks. You know, usually mentioned that he's less attractive in half PPR than full PPR, but he's going to get the touches, whether they're on the ground or through the air and receptions are still worth more uh, in half PPR than they are, than carries are. So four straight games of 17 plus touches for Swift. Five-plus receptions in each of those four games. No Jamal Williams, once again, that can only help his touch count. And DeAndre Swift is 11th among running backs in half PPR scoring for the year. Four of the guys ahead of him in those rankings are not available on this slate, so he climbs even higher. Should be busy regardless of game flow here against the Steelers. Yeah, I had Swift down here too, so I like that call. Um, the other guy I have is Leonard Fournette, 7400 bucks. Um, yeah, I don't think the Bucks are going to you know go – handed off 35 times in this game, but they might lean on the run a, a bit more with their uh, wide receiver injuries and Rob Gronkowski still out. Uh, you know, not a great on paper matchup for Fournette. Washington's been pretty good against the run, but you know, if we expect the Bucks to score 30 plus points, uh, you know, Fournette could easily just, you know, stumble into to one or two of those touchdowns. Yeah. And I mean, even if the Bucks don't lean run, they're going to run it some and they're going to have scoring opportunities. So it's tough to not like Leonard Fournette. Um, are you looking at his ownership rate at all when you're setting up tournament teams? Yeah, I see him at 16% here. I, I don't buy he's going to be that high on FanDuel. Maybe on DraftKings, but um, I don't know. I, I I don't totally buy it. I think he'll be single digits on FanDuel. I don't know. I think you look at the slate and he looks like as good a touchdown bet as just about anybody short of Dalvin Cook. So I could see him being up high, especially at the, the way he produced over the past few games before their bye last week. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not the ownership expert, so maybe we should just trust Fancher. There you go. We'll see about that on Sunday morning, too, because things tend to change quite a bit throughout the weekend. Wide receiver for cash. Uh, what are you playing? I mean, Mike Evans and A.J. Brown just stick out to me. I think they're both underpriced. Evans at 7400 bucks with Antonio Brown out, Rob Karkowski out, Chris Godwin is questionable. He's a game-time decision. You know, Evans should see double-digit targets against Washington, who is dead last in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers. So great spot for Evans. And then A.J. Brown, just $200 more at 7600 bucks. He's already averaging 10 targets per game over the last four. Um, Julio Jones might miss this game again. Tennessee, I think, is going to be throwing it more with Derrick Henry out. So I think Brown is also a good bet for 10-plus targets in this game against the Saints. Uh, the Saints 29th in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers, and they're going to be without their slot corner, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, on Sunday. Yeah, we already like Mike Evans and A.J. Brown plenty as players. They're both situated in spots where they should get – they should be even better bets for targets than they are normally. Maybe Mike Evans can have another one of those games where he scores multiple touchdowns and gives away a valuable football to somebody (laughs) that's worth a Bitcoin and and season tickets. Tyler Lockett at 7,100, I think, is also in play. $900 cheaper than D.K. Metcalf on FanDuel. Metcalf and Lockett are both among the top 12 wideouts in yards per route run on the season, despite losing Russell Wilson for a while. So getting Russell Wilson back can only help that area. 
And, you know, again, $900 difference between Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf for this game. Deontay Johnson, 7,400. Michael Pittman, 7,200. I think also in play. An interesting range with those 7K wide receivers. And you know, another reason for me to not want to get up to Najee Harris, but to rather focus on those, getting more of those wide receivers into my lineup. Yep, agreed. GPP, what do you like? Yeah, I like, I like both the Seahawks wide receivers, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. With Russell Wilson back now, um, you know, we know the Packers are still without their top corner, Jair Alexander. Eric Stokes is questionable, their rookie corner for this game. Um, so, you know, good, good matchup for both the Seahawks wideouts. And then Mike Williams, um, you know, has disappointed recently, but I think this is a good spot for him to get back on track. The Vikings 26th in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers. You look at the receivers that have had big games against them, Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, CeeDee Lamb, you know, bigger outside receivers like Mike Williams. Minnesota has also been targeted 20 plus yards downfield at the third highest rate in the league. So teams have been taking deep shots against the Vikings. And, you know, that's still Mike Williams role on this Chargers offense. This week with all of the options at wide receiver and, you know, all those guys in that same price range, it looks like we're going to be able to get Mike Williams and Justin Jefferson at low ownership rates. And I mean, those are some exciting players to be able to get at low ownership with either quarterback from that matchup. Justin Jefferson's at 7,500 bucks. I mentioned he's projected for single digit ownership right now. There's been some chatter this week about getting him more targets, which I don't know exactly where it generated from, but it can't be a bad thing when that is out there, when people are asking Justin Jefferson about <laughs> whether he should get more targets. It can't hurt the chances of him getting those. And the, the target counts haven't been terrible. I mean, it was down last week because they barely threw anything to anybody in a game where they just didn't have the ball that much. So love the upside on those guys anytime. I love being able to put Mike Williams and Justin Jefferson, you know, in a correlated lineup with uh, quarterbacks that look good. So they're going to be certainly in play for GPP lineups. And then, of course, you know, that Tom Brady, Mike Evans stack. I mean, there might even be room to put Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and then Justin Jefferson and Mike Williams without playing one of the quarterbacks from that game. Yeah, I like the Jefferson call. Um, and you mentioned some of the injuries the Chargers have in their secondary. They've been a tough wide receiver defense most of the season, but, you know, they gave up that big game to Devontae Smith last week, I think, at least in part because of those injuries to their cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got a safety that might not play. They've got one of their corners that's out for this game. So, yeah, there are injuries to exploit. On to tight end for cash, and it's probably the same dude as it was on DraftKings, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Dan Arnold pops is the top dollars per point value for 5100 bucks. Um, he's not as clear a play for me on FanDuel here as on DraftKings. One, you know, he he's, he's just better in a, on a full PPR site like DraftKings. That's kind of why you're playing him is for the volume and for the catches. And two, he's just not as big a discount from some of these top guys. Like, you know, Kyle Pitts for, you know, only $1,800 more. I, I would at least mess around with the lineup and see if you can get up to Pitts instead of Arnold. Um, you know, Pitts has... 10, 6, and 7 targets in the three games without Calvin Ridley. He's fourth among all tight ends in expected fantasy points per game over those three. Um, Dallas 32nd in Football Outsiders tight end coverage rankings. Kind of applies to Pitts, kind of doesn't though because he lines up outside so much. I think he's probably going to see quite a bit of uh, Trevon Diggs in this game, which will be a fun matchup. But it's it's a matchup I think Pitts can win plenty of. So you know, it's either save the money with Arnold or, or go up to Pitts for me in cash. Yeah, Teron Diggs has graded out poorly in coverage by a PFF lately as well and has been dealing with uh, an ankle sprain at various points. So it wouldn't necessarily be a matchup that favors the Cowboys there. But yeah, I like Kyle Pitts, uh, and it's easier to get to the higher-priced guys here because, as you said, the discount is not as large as on DraftKings, and the pricing is never as tight. So we, we can do kind of what we want over here. TJ Hawkinson also in play at 6,500 
for similar reasons, as good a bet for target volume as anybody at the position around Dan Arnold. And we're kind of shifting to the GPP side here, but Dan Arnold's in play at 5,100, but around him as well are Pat Fryermuth and Tyler Conklin. And those guys might be even better bets for touchdowns, which we especially like over here where we don't get full PPR scoring. So I think those guys are in play. And then one more 5K tight end that I'm looking at here is Dawson Knox at 5,800 for the Bills. He's back from his hand injury. He has scored the fourth most half PPR points per game among tight ends. And the three guys ahead of him are not available on this main slate. So he is the top scoring half PPR tight end in points per game on this main slate. Now he gets a Jets defense that's adding 10% to tight end scoring according to our adjusted fantasy points allowed. So nice spot for him to be returning to. Yep, I like the Knox call. I got another beef with, with fan share here, though. Is Dan Arnold really going to be twice as owned as Pat Frymuth at the same price? Like, people just saw Frymuth score twice on you know in a, in a primetime game. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd be I mean, we'll have to see. I think sometimes it's tough to differentiate the ownership between DraftKings and FanDuel. Sometimes those numbers yeah. look very similar. I, I would be surprised if he's at the same level on FanDuel as he is on DraftKings. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he's up there because of the targets that we talk about with him. I mean, I think he's attractive at that price and as one of the top couple of receivers among Jaguars. Yeah, that's fair. One more tight end to mention, uh, Dalton Schultz, $6,000. Really for me, just a play to get a, another piece of this Cowboys offense. And I think Schultz is you know a good touchdown bet in this game. It's kind of always what we're looking for on FanDuel. Yeah, it's like if you want to play Dak Prescott, but you want to play another quarterback more, then maybe you play Dalton Schultz at tight end to get a piece of Dak Prescott. Over to defense, Jared. What are you favoring? Uh, the Bucks come in as our top dollars per point value here for um, forty four hundred bucks against Washington. I mean, I think you're going to get you know fifty t- Taylor Heineke dropbacks in this game. So, so lots of upside for that Bucks defense. And you know, we've seen them had have some big games this season, including that one against Justin Fields. Yeah, I think I'm going to be living on the Bucks defense here. The Washington has allowed nine sacks over just the past two games. They had allowed a lot less than that before but not a good way to come into a matchup with the Bucs. And the Bucs are just seventh on main slate in price. So, I mean, we'd love to get a 3K defense in, mm-hmm. but 4,400 is not expensive for the Bucs in the matchup that they have this weekend. Um, I think if you really do need to save salary or want to for whatever you're trying to build, the Lions at 3,100 are interesting because they get you all the way down and allow you to spend that somewhere else. And they're playing Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, yeah. I'm not expecting... Detroit to win this game or Roethlisberger to throw a bunch of picks, but it's definitely possible that he has a rough throw or seven in this game. Yep. Any D playing big Ben is in play for tournaments this season. That's going to do it for this week. 10 FanDuel podcast, head over to DraftSharks.com Now to get more player recommendations, Kevin English has your cash game picks for FanDuel. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. Then you can play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. You can find the link to do that in the description for this podcast. For Jared Small and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shafsan. Thanks so much for swimming with us.